0: You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Anymore. Don't you
1: take that total voice with me, young lady. love you, Dad. I
0: love you too, sir. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since filming a senior honor video no one else appreciated. Now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm J.B. Wagner.
1: And I'm Eddie Ferguson. And on today's episode, JB finally learns (laughs) that a boy needs a dog. As we review Teacher's Pet, the movie. But first, JB, how are you in the family? How is that search for a family dog going?
0: Uh, We're still praying about it. But uh, (laughs) what we're not still praying about and what we pulled the trigger on was this thing that I've talked about before. We've been waiting for... It's really hard to find a good weekend during the middle, the dead of winter, to put together a play set. It's even in the South. It is very difficult to find a weekend where uh, nobody is sick, including ourselves. Uh, It is not raining or precipitating. It is not 20 degrees out. Um, It's a weekend, of course feel like there's a fifth one but we're just gonna leave it there the fifth one is that you actually want to get off the couch and do something that week yeah that's a good that's a good way oh i know what the fifth one was trying to find other people to help too (laughs) yes to get any to get some help on it and i i i thought generously it'd probably take me two days at the most like a couple of days what type of place that are we talking about is we've this got like a, we've got a slide Costco
1: lowe's style. this is this is
0: Home Depot had a deal. Okay, we Home were Depot. going to buy it from Costco and actually purchased it and two minutes later, my wife jumped onto Co- Home Depot just to see what else they had there, which is a great time to look for stuff is like after you've purchased it um mm-hmm. went to another place, went to Home Depot, and she's like, uh, an almost identical unit is three hundred dollars cheaper." We should probably yes. just go buy it there instead. So we like literally canceled the order, bought it there, had pending like tons of money just pending on the internets for a little bit. So we had bought that back in for Christmas for the kids. Um, and we literally just kind of gave them an, a, a, a picture of it to start. Like we opened up <laughs> that. Here's a picture of your, most, your, your entire Christmas. Uh, then it finally showed up when we, got, when we got home from, or no, we got it right before we went on our trip to Texas and uh, just left it in the garage until finally like two months, three months later, we're finally putting it together. And man, what a slog this thing was to put together so many pieces full. So I spent, I think I spent the better parts of five days working on this thing. So two, like a two sat, like a Sunday, a Saturday, all like all day, and three nights during the week, I would come home and work for a couple hours on it to it. One of the nights, like past darkness, like pulling out flashlights, because I just wanted to get the rock wall done for this thing for this thing. <laughs> so we finally, Eddie, it's done. And man, our kids are loving it. Immediately fell in love with it. My son was telling me how to put it together the entire time. You're doing it wrong, daddy. You're doing it wrong, Dada. I was like, buddy, just let him, patient trust me on this and uh, and he got it now he now they've got it and they're loving it they're now they can fight in inside the house in their toy room and they can also fight on the trampoline and now they can fight on the rock wall and on the on the playset so ha, ha, have you
1: have they named it have you named it you know is it like fort Wagner
0: it's kind of like is when it? like once I was done with it and my wife was like look at what you just made. Doesn't it feel so good? And I'm like, I'm too tired and over this to, name, to do any of that. So I have not named it because I'm just like, it's done. I'm so glad you're happy. I have no desire to come near this thing. This thing.
1: <laughs> I think you and I are similar in that of like, when we accomplish something, when it's built and it's done, we don't enjoy like reveling in it it's just it doesn't like, yeah, last very long i did it i accomplished what's the next thing
0: and it's funny that i'm talking about my play set when i am on on the zoom call right now with someone who built an entire freaking <laughs> playground out of out was, of nothing
1: i was the same way like we finished this 11 and a half thousand square foot playground and i immediately like the last day i'm like okay next project da, 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 da. i'm like and and justin's like stop stop no 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 just enjoy this one for a moment just enjoy this for a for second. half a second yeah like oh yes yes that's right that's right yeah but i had like 800 volunteers
0: helping me with that so that that's apples and oranges it's different it still feels like um we saw you in the middle of the end of of that and i can tell well, that that's you were, right you were, yeah you guys came like right after that week after yeah and well, you, you were still finishing I, it up you weren't done well, yet
1: it wasn't officially opened yeah we were uh we were like in the week after well and but i snuck you guys on i let let you guys see it all And i think even let the kiddos run they around loved it. It. they loved every I our second boys of it. played on it yeah but that's right.
0: enough about me. Enough about me. Uh, we have one, a couple cool things. So we're going to do, we're going to talk about some history and then we're going to talk about Ant-Man Quantumania. But first, we're coming into a new year, 2004. This is our second to last year on this. Second
1: to last year, JB. Here's the thing.
0: We're going into our senior year at this time. Junior, we senior.
1: started this endeavor, I got to admit, I didn't think we would make it to the end of this little thing. And now...
0: You think we'd get to the, through the 90s? That. You thought we'd maybe get through the 90s?
1: I thought we would peter out, you know, around Y2K. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, and here we are. We're in our second to last year on this endeavor of going from 1988 to 2005, our childhood.
0: It's pretty incredible.
1: And, uh, uh, 2004 was an interesting year. Um, my, uh, uh, some of our classmates got to vote in this election. Um, we are spring babies. Uh, you just celebrated a birthday. Big milestone. Um, Big milestone. Big milestone. Um, yes, JB is just older than me. I wonder, is this is this the period in our life where like you could make fun of me kind of for being the older one, first to drive, all of those types of things. Are we now that moment where like we can shift that around and I can make fun of you for being the old man?
0: When I would say that's that true. When, we, when, I turn, when I turn when 40, when I turn 40 and you're not, okay. that's okay. when you can make fun of me and send me all the black yes. balloons and stuff like that. We're, so. we're close. Oh,
1: you know I will. You know I will. A care
0: here. package. <laughs> Some depends. <laughs> you,
1: you will appreciate at the end of the day uh, on your birthday. My mom texts me to remind me that it's your birthday and to make sure that I had texted you. And I was like, Yes. Yes, mom. I remember. Yes. Yes. I texted them. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Okay. Don't forget. Uh, thank you, mom. Um, so, yes, we missed voting in this election, but this was uh, for President Bush's second term. And I, and I have to pause here and, and just give a little political commentary, <laughs> if I may.
0: Um, it is
1: your podcast. We share. Um, it's 50 percent, Mark. Um, no, Uh, do you remember this, uh, uh, our, uh, history teacher, our government, I don't know if we were like government or history, but a history teacher, uh, Mr. Stafford, uh, like he made a big deal about this, that there was an election year. Um, we even had like a party at his house for the presidential debates or whatever. Do you remember all, I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, 2000 of course was probably uh, stands out as like the first really huge election for us and yep. all of that. I mean, I remember all of the other ones because I'm a nerd like all of that. It was big for you. You're right. Yep. But I, I've i got to say, uh, and this is the political comment that I, I need to make. I feel like this election, um, Bush versus uh, Kerry, that every that starting with this election, in every election since, I have been told by those older than me that this is the most consequential election in U.S. history. Do you remember that at all? Like, I have just distinct remembers, uh, distinct memories, not just of you know teachers saying that, but of others, you know, like this is the most consequential election in U.S. history. And I was like, "Whoa, you know, like at that time, I don't know any different." So I'm like, "Oh, whoa, okay, this is really serious." But I feel like every every election since, I've been told that in one way or another by the, those older than me. I don't know if you remember any of that. But I,
0: yeah, I mean, humorous. I mean, they all are every single one of them now. Like that, right. like because it's just it's just you got to ramp up, you got to ramp up <laughs> the intensity to get get people interested. Even though it's election and everybody is interested. So I don't know why you have to do that. But anywho, my,
1: my little comments aside. Yeah. Me being the one critiquing, uh, being superfluous is, is quite humorous. (laughs) Um, Ronald Reagan dies, uh, there in that summer of 2004. Uh, I remember that I was standing in the middle of Walmart And like there was like a TV there and it was like breaking news uh, that Ronald Reagan had passed away. Um, That happened there in 2004. We also learned uh, or they found no proof. Still may say that it did exist. We don't know (laughs) Um, that there were no weapons of mass destruction in iraq the okay, smoking Eddie. gun per se was not found it's okay because mission accomplished <laughs> yes that was the year previous um and then i love that you included this and it and it took me a second i actually had to like go back and reread a few things to like did i do i remember this correctly uh just to make sure that i did uh the the rather gate Um, And you put it, Rathergate legitimizes blogs. Um, For those of you who don't remember this, two months before the presidential election, Dan Rather, then the anchor of CBS Evening News, does a report on 60 Minutes uh, claiming that he has documentation that uh, proves that uh, then-President Bush didn't serve or you know, what he had represented about his military service was false. And like all these wild accusations against president Bush, uh, about his military service. Um, and all of those documents went out on the blogosphere, which was not big at the, or not legitimized at that time. And it was actually the blogosphere that proved But the documents that Dan Rather had shown on national TV were falsified documents, not true. Uh, And they had clearly documented it all out. This resulted in Dan Rather um, being banned from like all journalism, pretty much. Um, He loses his position. He has to come out and say like, okay, yeah, we didn't. We didn't verify those documents in the ways that we typically do. Da, 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 da. And it comes to find out that yeah, it was all it was all a ruse um just months before the election.
0: He tanked his career. He was like the number one or one of the top two, him and Tom broke. Oh, yeah, top. And he just lost all credibility instantly. And that's why I said like legitimizes blogs, because they were like, oh, these are funny. What's a web law? Like we were still trying to call them web blogs. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, these blogs proved you were wrong and you were, it was all a ruse. And then you, they took, they took down one of the number one journalists in America at that time, especially on TV personalities, which was like the number one thing that showed you're trustworthy. And now we all know that it's all BS. So, Oh, all
1: of it. I need to look it up, but um, I want to say that this is around the time, like the Drudge Report becomes a really legitimate. um, I have to look this up. Like when did the judge report actually start? Well, no, the Drudge report was 1995 um, was when it was launched. But that being said, like it was this election that I remember the Drudge report, like being referenced, like on national news and, and all of those things. Like it actually became a, yeah, all of those things rose to the level of national conversation
0: this one was blogs the next one was social media this is true so pivoting to sports during this time we had the summer olympics in athens greece time uh also the boston red sox when won their first world series since 1918 i watched their series with the versus the yankees down zero three to nothing and came back and won the series. It was incredible that that was the way that they came back, beating their nemesis down down 3-0 after not winning a World Series since 1918. This is crazy that they they beat the curse and everything. You know what I think of
1: when you you mention this? My favorite, I want to say favorite, I don't know, maybe second favorite uh, Aaron Sorkin movie. You know what I'm referencing?
0: It's on my, 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 the tip of my tongue, but I can't remember it. Moneyball. I, oh, I, never mind. Yeah, I, I was thinking of something else, but yes.
1: I hate baseball. Baseball is my least favorite sport. That is not hidden. In but you have a way. jersey. You have a Dodgers jersey. I do right here, right above my head here. I have my own Dodgers jersey. Um, that you do not
0: fully appreciate.
1: I've worn it once. It's hanging on the wall, though. It's It's presented. Um uh money ball, because right it was like the money ball system that the Red Sox ended up utilizing to then go on and win the World Series. They tried to
0: um buy Great the movie. buy the general manager of uh Oakland A's Oakland A's, and he turned down the Red Sox and then the next guy was the one that took him to the World Series using the same system. Yep, you are correct, Eddie. Staying in the Boston sports area, Patriots, boo, won boo. the Super Bowl. And this was the infamous Janet Jackson halftime show, which then led to us having to see old rock bands for about a decade do the halftime show of just old guys past their prime. To which I'm not complaining about. I enjoyed <laughs> the old rock bands. I always sat there going, oh, these guys, oh, this is oh, the song. song. Oh, that song. Oh. I think the, like the police. Was it the police? I think they did. They did one of the, um, the, who, the who. The Who. That was the one. one that was like, oh, there's a lot of songs I didn't realize they did. Mm-hmm. But this is the reason we got that because of the infamous Janet Jackson halftime show.
1: And now we just get halftime shows where I'm like, what song is this? What? I don't know what this is. I
0: don't know what any I feel, of this is.
1: I feel like an old person. I don't even watch it now. <laughs> it's been three years since I've watched the Super Bowl.
0: Eddie, you usually love the, don't you love the commercials?
1: You can watch them all online a week before now.
0: They've lost all the hype. Yeah. All the hype is gone. Well, continuing in this uh, drudgery of sports, (laughs) sports victories, because we're going to go to the the Pistons. Uh, uh, Yeah, this was a bad year. Pistons winning the NBA championship, uh, ousting my beloved Pacers in the conference championship. Still bitter about how that turned out.
1: Pacers were really good that year.
0: They were great. They should have beat them and one, Tayshaun Prince blocking Reggie Miller on a fast break. Yeah. I'm never going to unsee that. Never going to live. I'll live that. Nor this that happened. That was in the springtime summer when they lost and Pistons went on to win the championship. Then this is the same year that we have. I've wrote it down here wrong, but it's called the malice at the palace, not the palace at the palace the malice at the palace when ron artest uh got hit by a beer while t- lounging on the scorer's table and ran into the stands and started beating people anybody anybody that was around him some great great documentaries on this it just pulls at my heartstrings uh told my wife about it when we first got married i was like hey have you heard about this and she's like what are you talking about and i just queued up a youtube video and she's like this happened he ran to the saints started like wailing on people so this is that this is that year this takes me very specific place of watching this unfold with some friends and being like i cannot believe i'm watching what i'm watching right now but
1: that is it for sports in entertainment we have million dollar baby wins best picture um that is clint eastwood right clint eastwood's picture um, you know, surprisingly enough, I don't think I've ever seen Million Dollar Baby.
0: It's a not it's the one people like to hate on for yeah. winning an Oscar over other films. Uh yeah, because it would have beaten
1: out yeah, uh, um I'm blank, uh well Two Towers, I think was up that year. But they were always Which, gonna you know, wait till the last one. Yeah, I know, but still. Um Shrek Two was the highest grossing film of that year. Really? Mm-hmm. That's a shocker to me. Um, number one song was "Yeah" by Usher and Little John Ludacris. Yeah, <laughs> you can't just say "Yeah," you go like, "Yeah." <laughs> brang, brang, and then brang, brang. this is the year that we get the finales of the hit sitcoms from the nineties. Let's just call it what it is: uh, Friends and Frasier.
0: I would have thought Re- that Frasier would have ended earlier, but earlier, yeah. But evidently it just kept going.
1: It's about yeah. to get a reboot. It's coming back out. Shit. Uh Paramount Plus picked it up for a um uh a reboot. On Nobody's asking for this, Eddie. Nobody. Everybody, everybody needs things like this. Um, I am not a fan of either.
0: You're not a fan know, of friends.
1: I know. Sarah is a big fan of it. She's why wa- I mean, like anytime I'm not around for something. And like I come home, she's sitting on the couch watching Friends.
0: It's, like, it's great. I love it.
1: I just I for whatever reason have never connected with the characters and like gotten into it. I don't know.
0: We can talk about we can offline this. We can.
1: I know. I I feel like I should. Like I, all, everybody that I love dearly in my life, you included, loves this show.
0: We spent many months like individually buying on Amazon the seasons as they would go on sale and we would buy a season and build it up and then we'd buy a season and then they had a great Christmas sale and bought them all. And then they all went to HBO Max. <laughs> so it was perfect. Time. It was perfect timing.
1: I'm more of like a, I don't know, a How I Met Your
0: Mother. Yep.
1: That's my sitcom, My Guilty Pleasure.
0: If they hadn't have had the, the finale that my wife hated with all the burning passion in her heart and won't let me watch it in the house while she's there.
1: The finale or the show in general now?
0: I mean, the, f- the finale. The finale slash is dash. awful. Finale. Yeah. And it just like it then retroactively corrupted the entire show for her, even though oh. she can't love any of it other than little moments like Sock, stuff like that. Yeah. Speaking of random stuff uh, to end this. uh Last couple of things that happened this year, uh, one of which was the Facebook launched. We got the Facebook launched launched that year. Uh, crazy! Next year is going to be twenty years since it launched. That's insane. Oh, so yeah, twenty years old. Insane. I still remember when the Facebook came to my college. Mm-hmm. And it was a big de- it was a big deal after we've been mm-hmm. there. Like, hey, we're going to start getting this now, and then it mm-hmm. just became everywhere. And I think even by the end of the by the end of the time of us leaving, colleges started creating social media marketing degrees because it had already blown up so big.
1: Well, and I remember it was like Facebook for almost all of college was just college students. And then that is when, it was like near the end or just after is when
0: like old people were allowed on. Old people. that you know would I mean? And then that's what's happened now. It's just old and people. And then it was like, mm, yeah. So we got the Facebook launch. Uh, taking a nosedive for these last two. We got uh, the, <laughs> la- one of the largest earthquakes in history, especially over a 40-year span, happened in the Indian Ocean. Just totally devastated a lot of that area. Um, it was a 9.3 on the Richter scale, which is insane. Um, and then a cultural 9.3 at that time in our history and in the culture at that time was Martha Stewart being convicted of insider trading. Eddie, I was going to to jail and went to jail for to jail. some time and then came out was and then on
1: house arrest. She came. and then she became friends with uh, Snoop Dogg.
0: I don't know if that earned her some street cred. Some I don't know some time in the slammer that that just like resonated for him. I don't know what happened, but then they went and be, became a, a beautiful partnership that is amazing. It's just a great it's a great melding of the minds and the I, cultures together. I
1: do remember seeing all those pictures of her in the orange jumpsuit, and it was always like such an odd juxtaposition of like this, these two things don't go together.
0: Two of these things are not like the other, but anyway, so that is 2004. That is where we are at now today in our quest to watch all the, all the Disney movies that we grew up with.
1: And, And we have a ton of movie. Like these last two years are heavy loaded. I looked it up. Like there's eight movies in 2004 and there's 10 in 2005. thousand
0: and five. Gonna take a while. Our, fir-
1: our first year, 1988, there was one.
0: There's exactly one. And there was nothing in 1987, which would have been well, our first year.
1: Yeah, that that's a good point. Like, we wanted to start this in 87, the year of our birth. And uh, we couldn't because there was nothing. And now we're at this point where, like, Disney's cranking them out.
0: Insane. The last 18 movies. But even before we get to that, Eddie... We have to talk about the movie that came out a couple weekends ago. That We, we got to go see Finally, Eddie finally went and saw it. We finally went and saw Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Media. Where do you want to start? Where do you want to begin as we kind of like delve into this? I know our listeners have been dying to know what we thought of the movie.
1: Let's begin at the end. I think that's a very good place to begin. The end or the post-end? Um... Let's let's the end as I am sitting in my seat. Do you want to know the first question I exclaim, ask myself, mutter out loud a little bit? Why did the I watch this? First
0: question I asked. Why did I watch this film?
1: No, my <laughs> first question, my first question was, Where's Michael Pena? How in the world can you have an Ant Man movie? And Michael Peña not be in it.
0: That's so sad, right? It's such a miss. Everybody was missing him.
1: Yeah. Because I'll tell you, this movie wasn't funny. This, no. didn't, this movie didn't have any, it didn't even have like a chuckle moment. It was not funny at all. And the other two Ant- Ant-Man movies have, the, you know, especially the first one. The first one oh, I yeah. thought was, was hilarious. And a lot of that was on Michael Pena's shoulders. I felt like he was a crucial character for these Ant-Man movies.
0: You're right. That was the the major difference in this film versus the other two Ant-Man films was just the level of humor, partially because they got thrown into the deep end immediately, like a couple, of scene, a couple of scenes outside of the quantum realm, and then all of a sudden you're in the quantum realm and you're there for the entire time. And there's just not, it's just not, it sounds funny. It sounds funny.
1: Well, and you had the whole um, beginning moment, uh, accidentally calling him Spider Man, the employee of the century, the book reading. I think all of that they thought was funny. Right? Like, as I'm watching this, I'm going, they think this is funny. You know, like, the the writers or... or Well, they also
0: gave us that in the trailer. So we already knew it was coming, so they kind of used the funny not in the trailer. Like, in the trailer before we... Like, so you'd already seen it multiple times, so it wasn't going to be a fun... Like, as funny of a moment once you actually go see it in theaters.
1: But I even feel like some of those ant-man tropes have been played out and overplayed in the previous films especially in the avengers films there's just like okay this isn't this isn't funny anymore guys like come on let's 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 do something else here
0: i fully appreciated the fact that that his yeah. book that he wrote yeah. is a real life book you can go you can, buy it oh it's amazing i'm so i can't wait for it to come out i I have almost purchased it, almost pre ordered it multiple <laughs> times because I just want to see to what level did they go on this? Or is it like big type and then all of a sudden it's like there's n- giant chunks of it gone or photos or something?
1: Oh, you know, you know, they, they wrote the whole thing. They at that thing out. Like they paid some poor sap 20 grand to sit there. That's jump change for that, that film's marketing budget. But fully write that sucker out
0: but was also fun the the one kind of fun part of it was they did reference the book throughout the movie I enjoyed that All that was that, that yeah. was that was kind of funny his little his yeah. little one-liners of just like using his own words against him as like yeah look out for the little guy I the, so I think that was a great marketing ploy that had me talking <laughs> to other people about it and then like that just helped ramp up some of the energy that they desperately needed. In the end, they needed as many people see it opening weekend as possible.
1: Still, uh, one of the lowest rated Mar- MCU films uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, one, the lowest opening
0: uh, for an Ant Man film. No, it, it 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 did better than the other Ant Man films opening. It was. It had, was from- it had the best. It had the best. I heard that it, Eddie, we it did this last week. Did we? We did this last week.
1: I just read something this morning. Maybe it was the international box office. Ant Man was- Box
0: Office. Yeah. It, 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 had, um, it had the best opening weekend, but it also fell off a cliff the, <laughs> the following weekend, which is what people have been talking about now. It went from $105 million in the opening. It was the only ant-man film to go over 100 million dollars domestically or i believe uh uh and then it went all the way down to 32 million dollars it was only nine million dollars more than cocaine bear it's just that trailer is that big it's it's insane it was i can't i can't believe they came out with it but what's funny is i was like like yelling at this movie like oh yeah because everyone went to see it hated it and didn't tell their and told their friends don't go see it if you hadn't already seen it but then when i'm looking at this like all of the movie all of marvel's films in this post-pandemic era black widow thor love and thunder spider-man no way home dr strange they all had massive like loss like not losses but like like the second second weekend like 67 almost up to 70% loss on the second weekend but the difference is some of those other ones made even more money and this one was right at about 100 so it couldn't it couldn't sustain it as as much
1: yeah so the uh on rotten tomatoes uh the critics give it 48 the Whoa. audience gives it 83 um Which I think puts it as
0: like the second worst of all Marvel. Um, Yeah, it's pretty bad. So, Eddie, what what for you? What for you was not working? Other than the fact we just said humor, like that was a huge distinction in this.
1: Yeah, um, I think that was the major thing for me. Uh, Overall, I was like, this is a fun movie. It's pretty heavy in exposition. Like, there's just a lot of moments of like. You, okay, here we go. Now you've got to explain something else to me, and you've got to explain something else to me. Um, that got a little boring and tired sometimes. I the the visual spectacle was kind of odd, yep. but it didn't like it was. It,
0: it was me. very Loki esque.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of where I was like, okay, uh, but I, I it kind of made sense a little bit in the world. I don't know. Uh, it it was. Nothing wowed me though. There was no just kind of like, oh wow, okay, that's cool, or oh wow, that's interesting. Everything was uh, right at my expectations. I guess I went into it with a little bit lower expectations because I've I've not really enjoyed much of the Marvel stuff recently. Uh, the last few films have been, just been kind of underwhelming for me. So this one I just kind of was anticipating that, and this just kind of like met it. So I. I enjoyed that. Um, I think for me, the the highlight of the movie is uh what's his name? Yeah, Jonathan Majors, his performance. I I love what he's doing with Kang. I think this is the villain that uh I, I've I, I wanted Marvel to have maybe sooner. Um I, I just I, I love what he does with all of the different varieties of this character, and that post credit scene where you get all of them kind of coming together is just fun to me. I I enjoy that immensely.
0: I thought throughout the course of the film he did a solid job. The end credit scene made it spe- like made it very unique and very and mm-hmm. turned it. It was probably the most interesting part of this film to me. Which yeah. when you get to that end credit scene, you go, "Oh, they don't have to battle one kang. they have to battle all of them, um, and just that it that ex, it, it definitely elevated the sense of dread, like whereas obviously um infinity war was all about one bad guy that who how are we gonna stop this one bad guy who can't be stopped. Now it's like how do we fight all of these guys in this in the quantum in the um multiverse? So, I think that's where it kind of went even farther. I thought i was I was fine with his performance throughout this thing. I wasn't like wowed or or in it like anything like that. He obviously was super powerful, but I wasn't um like I thought it was good that the end credit scene even changed it completely and made it something else and else completely. um Here's a question, Eddie, and spoilers all around for this film for all all that we're talking about. Do you think that he's actually gone, like the they allude to in that end credit scene?
1: The king that king the conqueror that 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 was put into the um um. Mm-hmm. I mean, they seem to say. Believe I mean, it. they uh, confirm that even the other Kangs. Um, I don't know. I tend that, to, that's kind of I that's tend of the. Th- The thing that is so hard with all of this now is that you don't feel, um, there's no risk. There's no, you know, there's nothing you're like, oh, he died. Nah, they'll probably just bring him back. You know, like even if he did or he didn't like those things now just seem so frivolous.
0: So this, this brings me to this. Yes. This brings me to my favorite quote. I can't remember who said it. It was another reviewer out there, but he, his quote was, when nothing feels real, why should you care? It's also why I love the original Black Panther movie, because they literally stripped them of their powers, him yeah. of Black Panther, of his powers, and he's exposed and he could be killed at any moment, thrown off, thrown off the, the ledge, whatever. That's what brought the stakes so high was by like making his humanity an even greater part of this. Nothing, well, and even felt-
1: what I, I enjoyed about the first Ant Man movie, you know, that there, there, the nothing felt too extraordinary about Scott Lang. The story was a very simple heist movie, which I really enjoyed. Again, Michael Pena gives like his sequence where he retells. Um, that series of events, you know, when I'm talking about that scene there in the middle of the film, like yeah. that was just like mind, it was so simple, but grounded. Um, it's funny. I just watched a YouTube video today about why, um, the mission impossible series, it just continues to get better, even though we're just like churning out more and more. And one of the reasons they talked about it, it and they showed all these, these sequences where, Ethan Hunt, Tom Cruise's character, is they show his humanity like he fails multiple times. He he barely just makes the the mission possible. You know, like you see him like try and climb on the helicopter and he slips and he falls like you and and we're to this point. And I felt this so much in this movie where it's just like it was so big. It was so unreal. It just felt like I was watching Saturday morning cartoons.
0: Yep. And even the characters that they meet along the way don't feel like they're a part of a world. It feels like it's a bunch of travelers just lost in this space. And you've got like a lady who looks like, oh, she's from a Native American tribe, kind of a it's supposed to be, but she's the only one of her group that's that's there. And then you got like, it's almost felt like, like, oh, what if we had a blob guy? And what if we had a guy who shot lasers out of his eye? and. What if we had a guy who could read minds, and, but he hates it, and he's kind of mad that he can he can hear all this stuff. Which it, is
1: such a waste. I love um, that actor, William Jackson Harper. He's from The Good Place. Mm-hmm. He's a fantastic actor. I was like, oh, he's in this. This will be... And it was a waste. It was like, this is an awful character. I don't didn't like this character. Even Bill Murray in this. He's like in there for... Throw It's a throwaway character. And I'm like, really? You... You paid to get Bill Murray in a Marvel movie, and that's what you did with him.
0: Yeah, it was just overall nothing, nothing was cohesive in this. At least when you're in like Star Wars and you've got all these worlds and characters, you've got like groups of the people where, like, oh, I can see this this clan over here and these, this tribe over here and these group of people from this other world. This just felt like random, like just people just hey what would be kind of cool if we made this and we just drew him and then it then became a character and i'm sure a lot of these people are based off of actual characters but it felt like they were just one-offs all thrown in a stew and not cohesive and there wasn't like a reason for each of these people to be here or to want to really care about them and that's why i led with that that quote like when nothing feels real why should i care and another thing that didn't feel real Was the fact that Cassie Lang somehow is a quantum genius and can suddenly, after a couple years of studying this stuff, not that she's a PIM, like, and like there could be some sort of, well, she's a PIM daughter. So that's, that's why she could be this genius. No, she's Scott Lang's daughter and he's not like a genius. He's smart and he's cunning and creative, but he's not going to have a genius child that like suddenly can communicate with the quantum. Yeah. It didn't feel earned. Did, it was a that very, didn't feel earned and they also and there are no chemistry between them either. Like not it wasn't like Thor, Love, and Thunder bad. It was just like eh, you had better you had more chemistry with the eight year old than you do. Well, this did we girl. have
1: we when was the last time we've seen teenage version of, of Cassie? Would that have been endgame? Yeah. And nobody remembers that from nope. endgame. Like you remember everything else in Endgame. Like, there's... It just... Well, that whole beginning was so rushed, right? It's just like, boom, we're sucked into the quantum realm immediately. And it's... So much is happening and going on.
0: Yeah. There was just... a The the other big one, that, two other ones I want to call out. One, Help Van Dyne in this is just an afterthought. She's literally in scenes in the foreground and she's just on her phone. Like, she's just... Texting on her phone while while Scott and Cassie are having a conversation, backseat, front seat, and she's just sitting there like texting on her phone. It's almost like, did you even want to be in this film, or did they just literally write we, you out completely we, out of the out of any character development or conversation? In this. We kind
1: of get a little redemption for her at the end. The she very the end. Saved, the very end. She's the one who saves. When somehow Scott.
0: she's not affected by all of the weird things happening, she can just fly wherever she wants to. But he's having a whole out-of-body experience. But that's another thing.
1: Well, so yes, I totally agree with you. I felt like why? Why is she here? Um, and I mean, even Hank Pym, for that matter. He see, you know, he just kind of like becomes He comic little, relief. Yeah, he's got the whole like ants ants at the end um which that was interesting where I'm like okay, the ants save the day makes it feel it a little felt more convenient like an ant to me. In a movie. It
0: felt convenient. Yeah. It was like
1: oh the ant farm just happened to get sucked into the the quantum realm with the they, rest of you
0: they live for thousands of years and yeah. built their own societies until yeah, they no. found their way or it's like what what are you guys talking about this is just this is too weird much. it's just too much um
1: also at the very end where the i don't know what you would call like the portal out of the quantum realm back like collapses <laughs> After the explosion And you're like oh They're gonna get stuck back in the Quantum realm that was interesting That was an interesting ending It's like oh never mind we can just Open this portal right back whenever we want to What Huh I thought like this whole Movie was predicated on like It's really hard to get out of the quantum Realm and then it's Like
0: evidently it's a One-way door like on our on their side, it's hard to get out unless someone opens the door. But if you're on the other side, you can just boop, 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 you can do it. turn it on, you. turn it off, turn it on, turn it off, snip, snap, snip, snap.
1: Yeah, so much of this just felt um incoherent. It wasn't earned. Uh but at the end of the day it was like eh,
0: it was it was an interesting popcorn flick. Um when I left if- when I left the end of Loki the first season, this is what I imagined. I was like, is this what you guys are going to do? Like, Mm -hmm. is this where we're going? And they kind of did it. So I wasn't mad. I I was more mad about multiverse of madness because of what they did to Scarlet, Witch. I was, I was upset about how they handled her in that this, I was just like, Oh, are you guys going to do this? Oh, it seems like they're going to do this. They did this. They did it. Okay. Is this all green screen? Is this whole oh, movie, the entire freaking movie is. There's not a single volume shot in here. <laughs> so
1: It's all green. There was an element where I had this thought of like uh and I can't remember what they call it, but going let's go back to sitcoms. Right? There's the I mean, I can't remember what they call. It. They have a it's like the um waiting for the the restaurant in Seinfeld, or the fly episode in Breaking Bad, is the other really famous one, where the budget for the show is really tight, and so they write an episode where they only need one set, and they just keep it all like right in this one little area, like they create that constraint just just purely because they don't want to pay for like uh the multiple locations kind yeah. of thing. There was an element with this where it was just like you you just didn't want to... It just kind of felt a little like, eh, we'll just let all the post-production guys build this whole thing out. Fix like, it we'll in just, post. We'll just film this all in green screen and yeah, they'll just paint it all out. And then what I read was they got behind and prioritized Black Panther and then had less time to focus on this. Uh, like several VF vfx artists have like come out and said like yeah no they told us to stop working on ant-man and to finish up black panther make sure that was really good so we had much less time to work on ant-man
0: man we've we've kind of hint, we've kind of talked about that out there but pre in previous episodes about the whole fight kind of alongside with the visual effects and how they're oh, not they're ab- not yeah. appreciating um hundred hour work weeks are oof. like the norm yeah
1: and and you feel that with this, it's just like this is no longer, yeah. Like go back to your quote. This just isn't real. Like nothing feels what real is real. Or, yeah, and uh, I, I think there was uh, some good, some some decent acting performances here. Uh, I'll give it mostly to Jonathan Majors. I felt like Paul Rudd kind of had a little moment there, like them in the prison scene. That was probably like my favorite moment of this film. It's like, okay, this is, I'm feeling some stakes, you know, finally,
0: but. um, I did find it interesting that the trailer for this set it up like Paul Rudd is trying to get back to the time he missed with his daughter. And then they flipped it and they made it her story. About mm-hmm. about missing being with Hope, and mm-hmm. they like completely like had re-edited it to where they're like, oh, you know what? Let's make this make you think that it's Scott Lang's story about that. No, the entire time is just he's just trying to rescue his daughter and get home. That that's yeah. he's got a very simple plot line to to this, but hers is a little bit more of a nuanced thing, and it's mostly her backstory. It's not even her current story, Mm-hmm.
1: but. Talking of Janet.
0: Janet, yes.
1: I also, that annoyed me, the whole film, of like, she just like. Don't "Don't talk about it. it. We don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. I'm like, what are you, like an angsty 13-year-old girl? (laughs) Like
0: You're a grown woman.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it, it just, it didn't, it felt odd the whole time.
0: And I'm just, why? What did she do? Did you tell them? No. You should uh, tell them you uh, don't know who she really is. What aren't you
1: telling us? Like, the, it didn't feel like there were no stakes. So you're just like false. You're trying to make false stakes out of it all. But we go on and on. Um, I wouldn't say that this, I didn't leave the same level of disappointed that I did with like Thor, Love, and Thunder.
0: Oh, that one I was like, what, what did, did I, I just watch? Sit
1: through. I can't believe this. Um, this was like, oh, I kind of... Multiverse of Madness was the same. I was just like, what? Um, this one... I And I think it's more just because I already sat through those two. So I, I'm just kind of feeling...
0: Um, Do you Would you have felt the same way if you went from Spider-Man No Way Home to this? Probably not. I think I would have felt
1: much more disappointed with this.
0: Yeah, I think we've been... I think... Is it weird to say, have we level set our Marvel expectations? Is that where we're at now?
1: I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I am less and less interested in seeing Marvel stuff now.
0: Ooh, a rough time.
1: Like, honestly, if you hadn't already seen it, we'd kind of talked about uh, talking about it on here. I don't know if I would have made the effort to go see this one. I was kind of at that
0: moment where I'm like uh, at work, we have a whiteboard that one of the guys has made his mission to cause, uh, chaos and dissension in the office place. So he'll put questions up on the board, um, to just to stoke people like, okay, uh, favorite chicken sandwich place or, um, this movie versus another movie, star Wars, star Trek, those kinds of stuff. But he did one that was like, which, uh, which franchise has jumped the shark and just needs to go away like they've done enough we just need them to go away now and he did marvel versus fast and furious <laughs> and i voted kind marvel? for marvel because we know that fast and furious is about done and there's only been 10 movies there has been i think someone 32 31 31 that's insane, mm-hmm. thirty-one feature films that we that we've been through, and maybe that's part of it. Maybe we're just kind of coming to the end of it. I know we're not going to because they will. They're continuing to make oodles and oodles of money, but it's still like, what else do you guys have to say? Like, we kind of need. But are be they on. like at least opening weekend? They are. That's true. If you're making over hundred million dollars. Like.
1: I, I kind of wish that they would have just I don't know, taken two years off. I was like, okay, we're going to hit pause. We're going to circle back around and we're going to like just take a break from Marvel for two years. I mean, we got a break back. from Tom
0: Cruise for two years and look how that turned out. We right. got Maverick.
1: Oh. Um, But that being said, I'll tell you what. Here's where I and I'll, I'll end you with this. I got a little excited like Okay, maybe now. Um, my favorite Marvel film that has come out since Endgame, I've got to say, is probably Shang-Chi. I really enjoyed Shang-Chi. Um, and did you notice the rings spinning around uh, the tower at the end of Ant-Man is the same rings? Or the same symbols and stuff for Shang-Chi in the Ten Rings. And I saw a couple of like little videos of like, ooh, there's stuff tying around and everything. I'm like, okay, now, here we go, here we go. Like, this is what I, I wanna feel is like a little some interesting interconnectedness, not just like over
0: the top blatant shove it down my throat,
1: multiverse interconnectedness.
0: Teddy, we still gotta talk about the epis the the movie we were going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> to start this oh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of got to talk about and continue progressing or else we're never going to get out of our childhood of mo- of movies. But today, uh, we're going to end today's show with talking for a little bit here. Just a little bit. Um, just a little bit. Uh, the 2004's Teacher's Pet. Cue the Disney sound effect. Okay, IMDb's description for the animated film adaptation of the animated show "Teacher's Pet." Spot Lane is a dog who can talk and read. Posing as a human, he sneaks into school with his master Leonard Fleming. Educational adventures ensue. This is this is the worst. This might this is it. When you have parentheses for the actors. And just the actor's last name. Just the last. It took me a second to figure out. What am I saying? Oh, Lane. Le- okay, uh, with his master, Leonard Fleming. Which Fleming? Who? Who even is that?
1: Um, his only other claim to fame is that he was Max in a
0: couple of like goofy shorts. I'm so underwhelmed. This is this is this is on my Mount Rushmore of worst IMDb descriptions. Educational adventures ensue. They're not even in school for the majority of this this movie, it's why summer How? break. This is it's bad. Did, it's all kinds
1: of bad. Did you ever watch the TV show I Two had, Seasons? I had never ABC. watched it. Me either. It was not on um, my radar whatsoever. Whatsoever. Um, I honestly don't even remember
0: this existing. When I when I heard the name, I rem- I had no memory of it. They showed me an. Then I showed the poster of it, and I was like, "Oh yeah." I think I passed that in Regal one time when I was going <laughs> to another movie, or even like it came up on ABC, like or something, like it just popped up or something when when I was watching something else. Yeah, I had z- I have zero memories of this thing, and it's kind of amazing. Just if you look, if you just look at the cast for this, That's- is insane
1: that's the talking point okay like what is the takeaway from this movie not the plot not like the art direction it's how in the world do you get nathan lane you get kelsey grammer david ogden Styres, jerry stiller um megan Mullally is in this estelle harris is in this like there's some really big
0: names. Deborah Jo lend
1: their voice to this.
0: Deborah Jo Joe Rupp yeah. from that '70s show. Paul Rubens. Yeah. Pee Wee Herman is in this. Megan Mullally has is a place in this. Wallace Shawn. I don't know if you already said that. Yeah, it's insane. Like the sheer number of like actors that you've heard and, or heard their voice before is is outstanding. Yeah, I was so uh, surprised. I was so surprised by this. And you know what's funny? It kind of had me intrigued? Yeah, from that first opening, yep. like where they kind of redo the whole Pinocchio story.
1: And the first, you know, um musical number, I'm like, "Okay, all right." And then it's like, I don't know, by like 20 minutes in, I'm going, "I'm I'm bored. I'm done." No. And I and I think that that is the common thread. Like this is now maybe the third or fourth ABC cartoon that gets a movie that we've reviewed. I feel like the characters and the stories, the writers, everything is just geared up for a 20 minute cartoon like this works in small doses, but you try and give me more. It just isn't doing it for anybody.
0: So I'm going to go a little bit different with this. I never knew what was going to happen next in this movie. And that actually kept me engaged. Like I didn't know where they were going to take it, what new kind of twist they were going to have on it. Um, even the twist being he became a full-grown man instead of a boy. I was like, "Oh, that was an interesting choice here." When then suddenly his mom falls in, like falls for him. I'm like, "What is going?" Like there were times where I was like, "Do I like this?" But then other times I'm like, "I'm still watching it, and I haven't skipped any piece of this." Then you well, you got, didn't skip. You I did didn't no skip skipping. anything. And there was like random uh, numbers that I, musical numbers. I was like, this is kind of catchy that I'm Yeah, some of the musical that. numbers
1: were actually catchy. Eddie, I will give you that.
0: I think I liked all the musical numbers better in this than I did in Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, no. I am a, I've gone on record saying I do not like Muppet Christmas Carol for the fact that I don't care for the music. This. I kind of was kind of singing along to it. I was kind of like it was stuck in my head for a little for a little bit.
1: Are you feverish? Like are you even in your right mind? <laughs> I mean, I like like I said, okay, the the musical numbers in this are, are catchy. There's a couple like, "Oh, okay, this is really clever. This is entertaining." But to say that it's better than Muppet
0: Christmas Carol? We've all we've all said that it's not that great. It's not that I great. I
1: want I wanna give my favorite Stanley quote is Son, have you lost your mind? Cause I'll help you find
0: it. I was intrigued with this movie. Way more than I thought I was wow. gonna be. I it, wow. And I even had this on like the side screen while doing like rote tasks today at work. I had this like on a little corner screen, and I was like, I'm actually somewhat following along with this. I'm actually kind of intrigued by where this is going how is he going to get out of this what is going to happen what's going to happen next oh they're going to a bright major oh no now they're in they're down in the depths oh wait this is the the kid from schools here like oh he's, are, he's connected to it. i was i was somewhat intrigued by this whole thing are you going to go watch the series i want to just kind of leave I, I i want to leave it where it's at i want to be like Wow, that was better than I thought. Because what's happened is every time I've watched any of the other shows, it's left me feeling very like thrown off. But I'm gonna say this: I think this is the this is a low bar, but the best of the one Saturday morning adaptations, the most intriguing in a similar way to how they redid Mickey Mouse and made it like a little bit more crass, a little bit more of just like edgier version of Mickey, like where it became, it had that similar style you to this drawing
1: a comparison to the Mickey mouse shorts.
0: All I'm saying is it had that sense of like irreverence. Like they could kind of play with it a little bit more like this versus when you go back and watch recess and Doug and stuff. It's they're just so plain vanilla things. This at least tried stuff. It at Can least tried me- some things.
1: Can you give me the number of the guy who writes stuff on the board there at your office? Because I want to text him tomorrow's
0: question. Has JB lost his mind? Yes or no? I'm not going to give this any gummy worms. I'm just saying I was pleasantly surprised to have a story I was was, intriguing by. I'm still going to stick with
1: recess. I still think, I mean, I'm not like raving about the movie, but I'm like, there's no way that this rose above the recess movie for me. Do you remember watching
0: the recess movie and being I was bored out of my mind. This is bored out of my mind, crazy
1: and weird. I honestly would have tracked and I have some nostalgia for those characters.
0: This is like what? Eddie I feel like I half was the movie I'm on an acid trip for kids and that's what I'm saying. The, I I I get it. I'm totally open to the fact that people would watch this and be like, what am I watching? Turn it off immediately and be done. Yeah, I'm just saying that while the other ones bored me, this one tried something and had great actors to ha- great voice actors to keep you somewhat engaged throughout the process, especially having Nathan Lane as, as his voice. Like that's what kept me in this entire thing. It's the story is all over the place, and at times you're like kind of annoyed by characters. But in all, it kept me going throughout the entire thing. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on this thing. I don't know how much I'm how much how willing I am to jump directly back into it and keep going for another round or go back and watch the series. And I probably still would say I'd rather go watch old Recess episodes than any of these um, movies, but. I didn't hate it. Like I thought I was expecting it to be horrendous and it wasn't to me.
1: I was expecting it to be horrendous and it was horrendous for me. <laughs> I, the, the, the art direction alone, like the whole style of the animation to me was just, it was just weird. It was like Lisa Frank.
0: Fukes. <laughs> This probably was the art, After art eating board too much ice That was probably the in- art board for this. And I like Elisa Frank, but this was just like,
1: what is going on? The, yeah, this was just it was it was too much for me. So you heard it here. I'm giving it a one. JB's giving it five gummy worms. He's <laughs> clearly lost it and is totally outside of it. But no,
0: I'm going to give it two. Two? What? I'm going to give it two. Wow. It did, its, it, did its, it did its job. Wow.
1: This is, I mean, this doesn't happen. Usually I'm the one who...
0: Gushes over, over things, especially scores.
1: Especially scores. I was going to say overrate something, but uh, here we are. The tables have turned. The shoe is on the other foot. I don't know what other metaphor to use
0: there. And with that, your life has also been forever changed by another episode of Honey We Made a Disney Podcast.
1: Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your other favorite podcasts and while you're there, come on, give us a five-star rating and share it with your best friend.
0: You can also check us out at HoneyWeMade.com where you can see our full movie list as we continue to go through all the Disney movies from 1988 to 2005 including next week as we review the sports miraculous film Miracle.
1: Thank you for listening and remember me Winnewego and Sue Winnewego.